God's word is for application. Whosoever hear these sayings of mine, Matthew chapter 7, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, the same, he said, I will liken to a wise man. So, the word of God is for application. The word of God is not for just hearing. And believe strongly that if we study the word of God and we know the word of God like God wants us to know it, then we take our place as sons with a, with a kind of mastery that God determines for us. There are certain prayers that God's people will stop praying if they get to understand the word of God. And there are certain things that God's people will not do if they get to understand the word of God. So when we say the word of God, we are, we are speaking beyond just the Bible. We are talking what the scripture says. Now, when you come to the house of God, I don't know how, how many times I'll say this, but I'll keep repeating on until it sinks deep in your spirit. I'm very sure that you understand what I'm saying by that. When you come to the house of God, it, it's because of the, the, the training, all right, through the years, all right, the training through the years that some people have had with church, right from Sunday school. They go to sit in church and they sit down looking as powerful as you're looking right now and they sit down and the pastor is preaching and while the pastor is preaching, they are looking forward to the offering time and looking forward to the closing. Then they have fulfilled their religious duty for the day. You know what the, the Bible calls the house of God? He calls it the pillar and the ground of truth. God's house is a place for the truth of God's word. It's one of the places where we get to understand God. Remember the scripture I mentioned some, um, I think about two weeks back. He said, let the one who glories, glories in the fact that he knows and understands me. Because if we were deep into the word of God, we would not, we would not say things like, nobody can know God, nobody can understand God. Because that's not true. God is a mysterious God. That is not true. In the Old Testament, it was a mystery. In the Old Testament, God was a mystery. But in the book of Colossians, it says, this mystery has been revealed. So, God is no longer a mystery. He's no longer mysterious, like so many people have made us think about him. So, for weeks, I've been on the topic, I think since we opened church, I've been on the topic, victory by the word. Now, we shifted into victory by the spirit. And for the past Sundays, it's been a very powerful time. Sharing the truth of God's word. Job 38, verse 33. Good. That's it. He said, Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Now, there are certain, if the Bible is yours, there are certain things I want you to underline. Knowest. Know. Do you know? Knowest. King James said, Knowest. Um, modern English would say, Do you know? So, knowest thou the ordinances. Then, underline ordinances. Then it says, Of heaven. Underline heaven. Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? So, underline set, then underline dominion, then underline earth. So, knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set 
the dominion thereof in the earth. What does he say? Do you know the ordinances of heaven? I said last week, after we had prayed and worshipped, I mentioned a few things. I, I just kicked in a few things and I would like to kick off from there. I said that the earth is reactive. The earth is reactive. The earth reacts to what happens in the spirit realm. Now, he used the word, go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, you, you, when you read the King James, it says the heaven and the earth. Give me an idea. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He used heavens and the earth. Now, why heavens and the earth? And I mentioned that God did not create the heavens because the heavens is where he was going to stay. Because if he was not going to create the heavens, was he homeless? So the heavens are not created as it were a house for God. He said, heaven is my throne and the earth my footstool. So the, the, the word throne over there is government. Heaven is the place of his government. It's just like, um, it's just like uh, the castle. Let's say, let's say the, ministry, the minister of defense. He operates from the Ministry of Defense. But before he became Minister of Defense, he was probably living somewhere. So he doesn't need that office to live as it were. But he needs to operate from there. So that means the heavens were created or the heavens were made as the government of God. Then he says the earth is his footstool. That means the earth is where God exercises the dominion. Then he says... In Job 38 verse 33, he said, do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Do you, know the, do you know the laws of the heavens? There are laws that govern the heavens. Then he mentioned something very striking. He said, can you set up God's dominion over the earth? That means there are laws of the heavens that are set up for dominion on earth. That's why I said the earth is reactive. Matthew chapter 19 verse 16, Jesus Christ was speaking with some of his disciples and he said, he actually said to Peter, he said, Peter, thou art, he said, thou art Peter, thou art a rock. He said, upon this um, uh, rock, I, 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 will, I will build my church. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Then he said to him, he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He said, I will give you keys. Now, look at the, the construction. Sometimes we don't really pay attention when Jesus is talking. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Then he says, Whatsoever you now bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Now, if, if for example, it, it looks some way, all right, looks some way, I say, um, whatever you lift, let's say, I, I just want to lift up this lid. Then I say, whatever I lift up, uh, whatever I lift up on earth will be lifted up in heaven. I don't want it to be lifted up in heaven. I want to lift it here. Do you understand? As to what is going to happen in heaven as a result of my, I don't care about it. Do you understand? It's, it's like, it's like, I want to be rich. All right. Then someone tells you, um, if you're going to be rich, when you become rich on earth, it will be recorded in heaven. I don't care. I just want to be rich. Do you understand? But Jesus used that to explain something to us. He says, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, saying, proving that, if it is bound on earth and is not bound in heaven, it's not real. Because if it's going to be an authority, 
It's going to be something that's going to stay. It has to be bound in heaven. That means the heavens are the, you know, that's why there are certain people, you look at their success, you look at their progress, and you know that this is, it has an expiry date. Because it's not recorded in the heavens. They are not supported. So, knowing the ordinances of heaven, you know, when God's people start learning the word of God, you know, I, I thank God for some time now, the church has been coming to maturity. The church has been knowing the word of God. So, it's like uh, more people are, are coming to the knowledge of God. The knowledge of the truth is just coming in. All right? But before, everything was God. So, there's a song. It's not true. I, I, I like the beginning of the song. Okay, so if Senya Wutibiara is bad, then everything is God. When something bad with their life, it's God. When something good with their life, it's God. So how do they tell when to rebel? How do they tell when to do something about their situation? Hence, the kind of prayers they pray. And you check, when you check, uh, and you understand the understanding of m most Christians through the years, you get to know the understanding through the songs they sang. On Friday, while pastor was sharing on your love order, I was just in the car with um, Richmond, and, and I, I was just screaming. I said, Pastor, this is it. This has been it. This has been it. You can tell the mindset of the Christians through the years. And God has been dealing with them on this. And I can imagine how, how God feels with 30-year-olds asking for breast milk. Pastor mentioned it, an, title of a song, uh, an example of a song. He said, Let your living water flow over my soul. How? This contradicts scripture. It's so contradictory. Huh. Then you're probably thinking, oh, Pastor, the last time I sang that song, I really felt the spirit. Jesus said, all right, ah, God, Jesus said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall rather flow rivers of living water. So how can we now turn and wrote a song? I'll sing another one. We now turn and said, now God, you let your living water flow. It's crazy. Okay, look at this one. Come and make my heart your home. What a slap. That song is for someone who's giving his life to Christ. That song is for someone who, who is for someone who's coming for altar call. As part of his, his prayer of salvation, he should be singing, Come and make my heart fine. Then a born again Christian, 10 years born again, sits in church and says, Come and make oh, the contradiction. They will stand somewhere and say, My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Then they'll come and sing, Come and make my heart your home. How? Then another one. Another one. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Lord, prepare me. God lives in you. He lives in you. He's already in the house. You're asking him to come out of the house to prepare you. It's like, right? He's already living there. You know, you know what causes this thing? 
is the needy mindset. Are, nothing is ever enough. It's a certain needy mindset like, God has not yet done it. God has, look, don't preach this your God. Don't preach it to anybody because that's a very wicked God. Very wicked father. Before you eat, you have to beg him. Before you wear clothes, you have to beg him. You won't break through, you have to beg him. You, you, everything you have to beg God. That's not the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. No. That's a God you have manufactured. Because the God that Jesus showed us was the one who multiplied 5,000 loaves of bread. Now, look at when he said in Job that, do you know the ordinances of heaven? Can you set their domain over the earth? Don't think Jesus Christ was just walking about, just performing miracles. You could see that with every miracle Jesus performed, he was setting the laws into motion. Let me give you an example. Jesus was not doing it without the laws. He was not just standing, bread multiplying. No, he used the laws. Okay, hold on. How did he multiply the bread? The Bible says he lifted it up and gave thanks. And he blessed it. He blessed it. You see? What was he doing? He was doing what God did in Genesis chapter 1. God blessed and multiplied. So the laws of the heaven, that control multiplication is blessing. And giving of thanks. Jeremiah uh, reiterated that law. He said, out of them shall proceed. Thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make it merry. He said, and I will multiply them. So when your life is full of thanksgiving, multiplication happens. So when you complain, even what you have is taken from you. Do you know the laws of the heavens? Jesus walked on earth, putting those laws into motion. Now, someone thought, when Jesus uh, took the bread. No, when we get to understand how Jesus functioned, things become different. Now, Jesus took the bread. Bible says, and he gave thanks. Notice that the Bible never said, and the people saw the bread. Multiplying. The people didn't see the bread multiplying. As far as Jesus was concerned, he put the law into motion. He lifted it up, he blessed it, and he gave thanks. Giving thanks for what? Five loaves? Give thanks for five loaves. Yet what's the Christian doing? He looks at his bank account, it's only 300 Ghana City, and tears begin to come out of his eyes. He didn't know he was supposed to give thanks for the 300 Ghana City in his account. Because that's what will control the multiplication. He's looking for his school fees. He has a quarter of it. And he says, God, why? He didn't know that someone does not have at all. And he's supposed to lift it and give thanks. And what did Jesus begin to do? What did Jesus begin to do? Oh my God. I'll, I'll share a testimony with you right now. What did Jesus begin to do? He picked up the bread. After giving thanks, Bible says he started sharing it. Ah. Oh God. Oh God. It was, this was documented so that we understand the training. The spiritual training that Jesus was... No, he looked at the people and, I mean, five loaves of bread, three fishes. Jesus was, was behaving like he's got the whole factory behind him. He said, okay, start arranging them. Arranging them to share what? 5,000 people, five loaves. He looks at them and he says, arrange them. All right, are you done arranging them? Okay, 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 five loaves. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. I bless this bread. Thank you. He starts sharing it. You see, what has robbed people of their their encounter with supernatural things is they're always waiting. Has the blood multiplied? Has it multiplied? It has not multiplied. Oh God! How did you know it's not multiplied? You only know when you start acting. Then he starts sharing it. He starts sharing it. As he says, 
As he breaks it, it's multiplying. As he's breaking, it's multiplying. You are looking for magic. You are looking for magic. You know where's that? As I'll share testimony with you. All right. I was supposed to travel to Lagos many years ago. I was supposed to travel to Lagos. And now this is a, a Monday. We're supposed to go on a Tuesday morning. All right. I'll need about 1,800 Ghana City to pay for my everything. Because we're going with a, with a bus. Going to Lagos with a bus is so stressful. <laughs> 24 hours, you're going to be on the road. No brushing of teeth, no nothing. You're just going to be on the road. Ha! Never again. When I came back, I said, Lord, all those who take flight, they don't have two heads. My level has changed. <laughs> so, the Monday night, I went for choir rehearsal. And I was a choir at the time, many years ago. I went for choir rehearsal. As I was sitting down, now I need 1,008. All I have is 200 Ghana. Hmm? This is 8 p.m. I need 1,008 by morning. This is 8 p.m. Every sensible human being doesn't have money hanging around. Like a lot of money like that hanging around. And I, I mean, and I don't think anybody was ready to give me. Everybody I know also wants to travel. <laughs> everybody I know, we all supposed to travel together. So you don't have anybody to even ask, and I don't borrow. So what was going to happen? You know what? Scripture just leaped out. When I was sitting at Square Heads, Scripture just leaped out. I said, oh, no. I said, money has multiplied. That's what I said. I said, money has multiplied. You know the next thing I did? I started sharing the 200 Ghana City. I called this one. I said, take it. Ah! You are looking for 1,008. You have 200. Then, I you not supposed to be calling for the rest to add to this? I said, I shared the 200 Ghana City. I shared the money. Eh? And faith demands that when you take a move like that, don't give ear to the devil. Don't complain. Because if you complain, I'll spot it. So as I was going home, I said, I'm going to Lagos tomorrow morning. That is it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm in Lagos. See yourself there. Leave the rest to God. 12 midnight. Eh? As for me, I've packed home. You are surprised. We've lived this thing easily. We lived this thing easily. And you know, it was not difficult for me because I had done things like that many times. There was no iota of doubt. Like, I didn't doubt a little that I would not go. I'm dead. Do you understand? However, I'll get I'm dead. You see, faith does not think how. And now who will bring it to me? And now who will... 12 midnight, as I was in the house. I was about to sleep. <laughs> and I went through my phone. As I went through the phone, I went through the contacts. I saw Jane. I passed Jane. No, somebody said, go back to Jane. I went back to Jane. I passed Jane. I got, what goes at Jane? So I saw Gift. A friend of mine called Gift. And I texted her. I said, Gifty, how are you? I said, I'm fine. I said, I've been looking for you. I said, you've been looking for me. Better, I've been looking for you. <laughs> and she said, are you also going to Lagos? I said, yes, I'm going to Lagos. She asked me, I said, yes, I'm going to Lagos. You know, some of you would have done, hmm. <laughs> I said, I'm going to Lagos. She says, everything's set. I said, I'm left to Malachi. Those days, that's what we call money, Malachi. I said, I'm left to Malachi. 12 midnight, oh. She said, where are you? I said, I'm in the house. She said, I'm on campus. I said, I'm coming there now. She wanted to give me something. I got there, $500. Ha! Ah! I was not shocked. I was not surprised. I would rather be surprised if I didn't go to Lagos. <laughs> Do you know the laws of the heavens? Waiting, waiting. Do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Accusative praise. 
Because to say, to tell God, do something new in my life, to say that God is so wicked that he has not done something new. Meanwhile, he said his mercies are new every morning without prayer and fasting. Rubbish songs. <laughs> you're probably offended that I'm saying the song is rubbish because you've been singing it for long. It's your pride that's doing like that. It's your pride because you've been singing it for long. It's so hard. It's so hard to convince somebody who has believed a lie for long. If you try to convince a lady that her boyfriend is lying to her, you, she will not agree. She would like to give him the benefit of what? The doubt. You have showed her screenshots. She said, no. The same way, the devil has been lying for, to some of you for so long, you just wish his lie was the truth. Knowest thou the ordinances of the heavens? Do you know what to do? Do you know what to do? Do you know how to set supernatural laws over the earth, over the circumstances you are seeing? Do you know how to set them? I said, Is your online? No. That means you are supposed to know. Do you knowest thou the ordinances? The ordinances there are the laws. Do you know the laws of the heavens? There are laws in, you know, I said, the heavens were set up for governments. They were set up for governing. And there's no government without law. There are laws that govern the heavens. And he says, those laws have to be set. He said, can you set, you know, oh my God. He said, can you set the dominion of these laws? Can you set them over the earth? Which laws of the spirit, which laws of the heavens have you applied? Which one can you say that? Okay, there was this situation. Now, all laws are different. You apply different laws for different situations. So, which law did you know? Which law did you apply? That's why, when it comes to the knowledge of God, we are supposed to be day in, day out studying. We're supposed to, because when you study the, the, the Bible, it will, give you, it will give you information. It will give you not just historical information. Now, I always laugh at people who say that the Bible was written by some people or it's just a history book. Two things. People who say that have either never read the Bible and they are assuming what is in the Bible, or they read and never understood it. Because the Bible gives you God's reports. You understand? For example, for example, take the story of Moses. The story of Moses. Take the story of Moses. Moses goes to Pharaoh, all right, and says, let my people go. In the Bible, we are given the report as Moses saw a burning bush. Moses saw fire, and he, he got a message from God. So this is... From God's standpoint, this is the story. Imagine a historian was writing from Pharaoh's palace. Only writes, a stubborn ragamuffin came to the palace. Tell me. What stubborn ragamuffin came and said, somebody has sent him that I said, let my people go. You understand? If that historian is writing, he's going to write a totally different account. And if a historian was among Israelites, he's also going to write a totally different account that they were suffering one day and a man came there. He said, God has sent. You understand? If we look at stories, perspectives, and the things that we will say about different things, we will all have different things to say. Everybody will have his own opinion. That's why God gave us his word to show us what he calls the truth. God says that where he is seen from is the truth. Imagine we, we went to a place and uh, uh, there was, there was a, a robbery going on and someone saw full robbery. Someone saw half robbery. Someone saw that it was not really a robbery. It was an assassination. You understand? If all these things are going on at a place, if they call for eyewitness accounts, all the accounts are not going to be the same. But if you call the guy who was standing on the story building, watching everything from beginning to end, he's probably going to give you the best version of the story because of where he was standing. So God says that his word is truth because 
He sees everything. He gives it to you right from the perspective of the heavens. He tells you this, what happened in the spirit. God tells you what happened in the spirit. Which man is not likely to have information on? What happened in the spirit concerning the situation that you saw? Luke chapter 13. Verse 16. Alright, I'll start reading from verse 15. This is one of my best scriptures, you know. I've, I've preached so many messages from it. Because it's so, it's so instructive. It's, it's so mind-blowing. He says, The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite. He was talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees said he was not supposed to heal on the Sabbath. Very funny people. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the store and lead him away to watering? Then, Jesus says in verse 16, He says, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath loosed low these 18 years. They lose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Hold on. The Pharisees only saw a woman that was bent double. The, 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 what she was going through was like an infection. All right? So she was actually bent double. When you see what the Bible actually says, she was bent. It was bent. Right? So the woman was walking like this. What anybody will see is that this woman is sick. But Jesus gives reports of this woman's situation and does not say this woman is sick. He said Satan has bound her. What's Jesus doing? Jesus is revealing the truth. How many times have people gone to hospital and they told them there was a growth. Meanwhile, the truth was that there was a devil. I, I've cast out many demons and I've seen these things happen. One time I was casting a demon from a guy who had an issue on his back. So, as I kept casting out the demon out of his back, it was not going. You know why? Because the demon was sitting on his head. So I was addressing the devil at the back. But the demon was sitting on his head. So the Spirit of God now had to minister to me. I had to use the gift of discerning of spirits. And I saw that no, it's rather sitting on the head. So I now addressed it from there. How many times have people had tumors? And the doctor said it was just a tumor. It was just a tumor. And they will always find an explanation to it. And this and this and that happened. And the person got a tumor. Meanwhile, this, this was straightway uh, uh, an oppression of the devil. Jesus said, Satan and bound this woman. How many years? 18 long years. She was bent like that for 18 long years. Jesus said that, that Satan had bound this woman. Then, when I was teaching on the spirit of Amalek, I, I, I explained something to you. I said, when you want to know the activity of demons, the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. That means we are supposed to have some knowledge on how the devil acts. If you want to know if something is from the devil, you have to study the character of what is happening. I'll tell you three things when it comes to um, satanic manipulation. Right? You know I don't like talking about devils. All right? But sometimes you just have to. I don't like talking about devil, honestly speaking. Most of you have been in church three years. This might be maybe my third message on things like this. But I'm well informed about them. That doesn't make us, you know, going to start looking for the names of demons, you know. All right. We're not ignorant of the devil's devices. I said you have to study the character of the adversary. The character of the adversary. Now, I'll give you three things. The first one is, there is satanic oppression. This is an example of satanic oppression. Satan had bound her, oppressed. And help us to resist oppression. To oppress is satanic. 
you might not know, you might not think so, but it is. Now, go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Matthew 13, 24. He says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man who sowed good seed in the field, in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in the field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. Now hold on. The master was not there when the enemy came. So he did not see the enemy doing it. How did he know the enemy did it? Because he knows the character of the enemy. This is the character of the enemy. While men slept. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray. Why? Because while men slept, the character of the enemy is that while men slept. The word slept there is not just normal sleeping. When you were a little vulnerable, while men slept. He said the enemy came and so tears. Now, hold on, hold on. Take for example, you know, when we say someone is a prophet, some people think it's just for, you know, prophesying and mentioning of names. Those ones, they are actually elementary prophets. The first day I preached on matters of the spirit, I told you, I said, me, I don't need music to prophesy. And I call somebody and start prophesying. Those are the elementary. When you want to know true prophetic, right? It's the prophetic that comes through the word of God. When I start preaching about spirit of Amalek, somebody would think I'm just preaching on the spirit of Amalek. Not long after, Amalek things started happening in church. Yeah. Okay, right, like for example, everybody born into this world is assigned an angel from God. I'll give you an example. Everybody born, in, you don't have to be a Christian. The Bible talks about the angels of children. So everybody born to the Senate. And Jesus Christ said that the angels of children always see the face of the Father. So when you take Seraphim, you take Cherubim, the next set of angels who see the face of the Father are children, uh, the angels of children. That's why you don't mess with children. The devil is not smart like that. But he almost gets everything right because he just follows God. Okay, God puts an angel, I also put a demon. So just like you see, Everybody has an angel. And the, the, what's the role of that angel? The role of that angel all your life is to lead you to salvation. So sometimes, sometimes, when something happens and a Christian does not know his place and how to enforce the word of God to happen in his life, let's say an accident happens. Sometimes when a Christian will die, the unbeliever will not die. Because when they check the stakes, if a Christian dies, he's going to heaven. The unbeliever dies, go to hell. No, so the angel of the unbeliever will do some more work. And see, the guy is still alive. Heavens are for government. They, 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 they impose government on heaven. Now, hold on. I said you have to know the character of the adversary. You have to know the character of the... Now, spirit beings, like I said some time ago, I said spirit beings, they gain their relevance through their expression in men and in territories. Like, for example, the, the, the demon of, of anger cannot do anything. He's irrelevant until he finds somebody. And the person begins to express the anger. So, we just say, this person has a temper issue. He has a devil. Hold on. 
There's a friend of mine, he's a pastor. He went to the U.S. He went to the U.S. I'm telling you some of these things so that you begin to watch out. Now, some people just take it to the extreme, to the, to the extent that they see a cockroach, they say this one is a demon. Say, hey, I'm a like cockroach. No, no. No, no. You just have to be discerning. Now, this pastor friend of mine, he, he also has that strong gift of this, um, discerning of spirits. So he was in the U.S. He was with his, his sister. So the sister has two children. All right? Has two children. So he said he noticed something. The elder one was always beating the younger one in a way. Every time. Beating them. Beating them. Ah, and push her. Like, I mean, no normal sibling will push the sister like that. So every time this younger one is having a headache or crying or something, and every time the mother will come and lash this elder one, and hey, don't do that, don't do that, you know, American, don't do that. It's not until man's always that you don't do that. Slap your, your head will turn around. Don't do that. Don't do that. Then I'll spank you. Then this one too will cry. Then it looks like they've settled the matter. And that time you do it again. Then this pastor friend of mine sat down and he said, One day, this is one of the ways to know. Look into the eyes of the person. One day he said he'd look into the eyes of the girl. And he said he, he, he could tell. He said, this is a demon. And let me tell you something. Whew, if, you have, if you have little siblings who go to school, always lay hands on them. They share things, Papa. Eh? When they go to school, they are sharing things. I'm not telling you something that I've read somewhere. Something I've seen myself. Class 1, I went to a new school from where I was from. Where I was from, I was always first. Class 1, I went there, I was first. Class two, I exchanged food with somebody. I became last. Did you hear about it? That's my junior brother. He heard about it. I became last. I, I explained. I remember the name of the guy. His name is Bernard. <laughs> I will never forget that thing. You know what? Every time I take food to the house, uh, to, to the school, lunchbox, and say, let's exchange. And it looked so nice that we exchanged. I kept exchanging food with the guy. I was last. My father is a man of God. <laughs> I was always they were always taking to Achmota Forest. I was like, what is wrong? They will pour oil. They will, be, they, they will push my head, push my head, push my head. Then I started coming back. I came back to 10th. I came to 6th. Then 3rd. When I was supposed to be first, another guy came from another school. Then he was now first, now second. So every time I was fighting with that guy over there. At least I, I went back to my spot. But I said, I was last. And I was not lazy. I said, when you have to like, lay hands on them and speak the word of God over them. Because sometimes you don't understand the reason they are behaving the way they are behaving. I said, when you look, he said, he looked into the eyes of the, of the child. He said, he saw it. He said, this is a demon. And the child looks so innocent. And according to him, anytime he finished doing, the child finished doing it, the child now comes back to herself. He'll be like, oh, why did I push my sister? Sort of. You know, so by the time you are spanking the child, it's like he doesn't even know the implication of what she has done. But it looks as though after she does what she wants to do, then she now comes back to herself. So the pastor friend said he immediately wanted to go and cast out the devil. No, he didn't. He didn't because you see, sometimes the Holy Ghost must guide you because this person is is um, carrying out the expressions of that demon spirit. 
against her will. You see? So, you must be guided. The Holy Ghost must tell you what to do. I'll come to that. So, the Holy Ghost must guide you on what to do. I'll come to you what to do. Yeah. The Holy Ghost must guide you what to do. So, the day he wanted to pray for the child, the Holy Ghost said, no, wait. And I wanted to, wait. But this girl kept doing some of these stupid things. The Holy Ghost said, wait, don't do it, wait. So, one time there was communion service. The Holy Ghost said, this is the day. This is the day. While they were in the house, during the lockdown, he took communion. As the girl came to walk past, Holy Ghost said, this is the time. He called the woman. He said, out! That little girl just fell, fell down. That girl just fell down. Then they took communion together. Over there. Little girl, about say five, six. Little girl. The beautiful thing about it is, you know, when you have cast out devils, you understand what I'm talking about. When you finish casting out the devil, check the face of the person. The countenance changes. Listen, I've preached a lot. I preach to prostitutes. Eh? When you talk to them, you will know that something is doing them. Look into their eyes. Listen, they can be so nice, but they can be so violent. That's how you know that it's a spirit. They can be so nice to you, but they can be so violent. I witnessed one myself. Somebody went to take and they didn't pay. Fire can be so violent. And it's like, that strength is not their strength. Then you get to know that this thing is a spirit. He said an enemy had done this. So you, you begin to check the character of the adversary. What's the character of the adversary? The character of the adversary. Why is this particular person behaving the way he's behaving? So I talked about satanic oppressions. When you are dealing with satanic oppressions, you are looking at things that are against the will of the person. With oppressions, it's against the will of the person. It's like oppress. Oppress the person with sickness. Oppress the person with a character. Oppress the person with an addiction. Oppression. That's an oppression. A Christian can be oppressed. The person can be born again, but there's an oppression going on in the person's soul. In the soul of the person, you can see the person is struggling with some things. Some, some unnecessary depression. No reason for it. Nobody has died. Nothing is wrong. But the person will just be sitting there and just start crying. So much so that when you try to console the person, you say, that's how I am. That's not how you are. It's a demon. Alright. Then there is also, you know, some people think that when someone has a devil, immediately it will be manifestation. That's how some people think about demons. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll tell you a story. One day I was invited to go and pray for a lady, and I've seen a lot of miracles, crazy miracles, crazy miracles. I was invited to go and pray for a lady, and I was in the house, and they called me. You know, you, you, you can be a man of God, and some sicknesses will scare you. This sickness is the left breast of the lady. Huh? was swollen to her thigh. Now, don't think that she was already busty and it's, no. Very slim. The lady is very slim and God has said she had gotten slimmer but the breast was so swollen to the thigh. And just the left one, the other one was small there. When they told me that she's sick of something, I said, alright, call me to go and pray. For two weeks I had not gone. But on the, on the, on the third, third week I said, okay, I'm going. So I started moving. I started going there. I went alone. When I got there, they told me the issue with the breast. And I was like, am I allowed to see the breast? Just oh, no problem. So I, before they called me into the, the, the room, the lady was, I was just speaking in tongues and my breast, you know, thank you, Father, healing anointings working today, today, today. 
as I go inside the room. <laughs> then her mother was sitting close to her crying. I got there. When I got there, I said, let's hold our hands and pray. My plan was when I go, I'm just going to do Pastor Chris healing school. Out, 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 out. When I got there, I said, let us please hold our hands <laughs> and pray. We held our hands and we started praying. Then I said, oh, can I have some time off here? Then I went to the hall. I picked Bible. I started reading. Olugo said, this is not the time to read the Bible. You shall read it before you came here. <laughs> I started reading Bible. I started reading the miracles of Jesus. Look, you know the amazing thing about prayer? You know the amazing thing about prayer? You should know when your prayer is answered. You should know. You should know when it's not going. Have you, have you ever made a call? Yeah, bang, bang, bang. You, are, you don't know whether it has gone or they have cut it or it, it was not going. Everything I was doing there was not going. It was not entering. So now, the person who invited me now came and said, okay, so now this is the time. So the first one I went, it was just preliminary. So now this is the time that they are, they've called a man of God to go and pray for the lady. When I got there, this lady was also crying. This was also crying. So now, I remember Jesus Christ, when he came to Tabitha, I said, everybody should go out. So I was about to say everybody should go out. I said, no. This lady is half naked over here. I can't tell everybody to go out. Now, listen, at that time, my thoughts, so many things were running through my thoughts. Lay hand on her head. Lay hand on her stomach. Look, because I can't touch it. Because they say it's pain in here. If I touch it, then hey. They say, hey, 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 Now, what am I going to do? Now, so many thoughts are going through my head. So many thoughts were going through my head at the time. I said, Lord Jesus, what do I do? Now, I just knew that at that time, me, I'm not feeling anointed. Me, I'm not feeling. So, and they brought me there to come and do something. You have to do it. You can't say you are going home. So I stretched my hand toward her. I said, in the name of Jesus. And I told the lady, stand up. Now, because of the way the bread, she couldn't stand up at all. I said, you know, just stand up. As she was lying down. He said, I cannot. I do have a hair. I did it again, second time. The lady said, I cannot stand up. Oh, God. Then the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, it's a devil. Address the devil. You know, there's something beautiful about the Holy Spirit. Even when you are talking, he can talk to you. So while I was still on the matter, he just spoke to me. It was so, it was just like a whisper. It was so, okay, 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 okay. He said, it's a devil. I trust the devil. Immediately, tears filled my eyes. I held the lady. I cried. When I finished crying, when I stood up, there was this anger. I said, you demon of darkness. At that time, I felt it. I knew that this one, there's connection. Oh, yes. That's why sometimes when you're casting down, you have to look into the person's eye. You've seen your junior brother misbehaving in high. Anyhow, call him one day, look into his eye. Sometimes that is not how they are. Sometimes they are being oppressed. Sometimes the financial situation in the family, it's not God's fault. God is not withholding a breakthrough from you. You need to cast out devils. You can be a giver. Give for two years consistently, three years consistently, and you're doing so well. And the fourth year, you would not have nothing to give. God is not testing you. An enemy had done this. When I addressed the devil, and immediately I said, out. And I told the lady, stand up. At this time, I was not trying to please stand up. No, I said, stand up. She stood up. 
immediately she stood up. My spiritual ranking went high that day. I walk out of the house differently. See, there's satanic oppression. Then there's satanic possession. That's different. At that time, it is not against a person's will. It is with a person's will. And nobody can be possessed and be a Christian. When the person is possessed, at that time, the demon, just as God lives in you, the devil lives in the person. That's where the whole thing of witchcraft comes from. Lives in the person. Fully expressing himself in the person. So, the first one I talked about, the oppression, that person is sort of demonized. But with possession, the person is owned by the spirit. That person just has a little will left because when the person doesn't have a will at all, it can he cannot be a human being. He's not a human being. But he has a little will left. And it's that little will that God can use to save the person. That person has just a little will left. But this time, the person is possessed by the devil. So full expression. Full expression. At that time, the person has now partnered with the demon to now be hurting others. There's a third one, which is actually very common, but people don't know that this is the devil. They are called satanic motions. Satanic motions. Give me first, first Chronicles chapter 21. First Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1. First Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1. Look at it. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. Motion. He moved David. Other versions say, Satan moved David to number Israel. You know, let me tell you how, how the devil sometimes gets, gets God's people. He moves them against the word of God. So at that time, it's not God punishing them. They have violated the law. There are many people, their destiny and their destiny of their children will never be correct because the devil has moved them to speak against men of God. It's one of the things the devil does. One day, I was on Facebook, and there was an argument. One little girl started insulting a certain man of God. The Lord said to me, he said, this is the day she got cancer. Now, it might take four, five, six, seven years. She will get it. And she will know the day she got it. So sometimes the devil moves people against the will of God. Now, I said this one is more common because at this one, you, you don't move. You don't shake. There's not, you don't even feel like there's anything devilish, nothing. Now, at this time, Satan stood up against Israel. Now, it's like Satan stands up against your family. And that's what provokes one person, probably provokes the father of the family to go and do something that now affects the whole family. Satan wants to, you know, Satan likes to destroy groups. It's one of the things you need to know. It's a character that just, he likes to destroy groups. When, you see, when you hear about principalities or princes, all right, when we talk about princes, principalities, okay, they are heads over groups. And I said, those people, they, they, are, they are never relevant until they have gained expression through. So there are certain areas, if you get there, there's a, a certain attitude will come to you. They are not taught. People thought I was lying until when we're going to have a program at Pent. Prior to our going there, no gospel program works. If you try having a gospel program at Pent, Four people, five people, six people. One time, one set of people, the twelve people, including the choirists. Yes, I'm not joking. And 
you were there, I was on campus. So I know where I'm thinking. If you want to do anything gospel, don't go to paint. And people think, these are normal. No, 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 no. These are princes. They are the activities of princes. So someone is such a good person, enters paint, something happens. Except that person too is carrying her own atmosphere or his own atmosphere. As a prophet, sometimes this is how I pick up information about people. If, uh, I'm, I'm taking you to a little, uh, some spiritual school right now. If you people make, have a conversation over here, eh, the conversation you have here, I can get here and pick the signal. Maybe hours after you finish the conversation, I can pick what you have picked. What you have said, I can pick it. If that's where I'll pick it from. That's where I'll start from. So, there are things that move in the air. Why is it so difficult now for God to move in places like Europe? The air is not free. Robert calls the devil the prince of the powers of the air. And we don't know these things. You just treat some of those things as they're normal. They're normal. Because when you check history, you, you wonder why the likes of Hitler did some of the things they did. You, 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 you're wondering. Why would Charles Taylor be killing, causing killing, and he didn't feel, every human being at least should feel some remorse at some, some point in time. People are dying. No, not when demons are in charge. When demons are in charge, they are ruthless. And the men become so ruthless. And many of them die of depression. Why? Because when the devil finishes using you, he will throw you down. They die because later when they look at their life and the things they've done, these are, these are inhuman things. But they are being used of the devil. Satan Move David. David was a king who loved God. He was a prophet of God. But Satan moved David. He moved David to number Israel. Because God had already told Israel that Jerusalem shall be a city without walls. So no need to number Israel. When you are going for war, it's all about your numbers. So don't number Israel. To number Israel is to limit God. So God told not number. Now, Satan moved David against what God said. Now, when, when David started doing it, Joab came to him and said, Master. Okay, go verse 2. And David said to Joab <laughs> and to the rulers of the people, Go number Israel from Beersheba even to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. And Joab answered the Lord, Make his people an hundred times so many more as they be. But my Lord the king, are they not all my Lord's servants? Why then does my Lord require this thing? Why will he be a cause of trespass to Israel? Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab. When the person is being moved by the devil, he doesn't understand advice. Joab was telling, he said, he said, my king, let God's people be as many as the, as the sons of the earth. He said, it is not a right thing for you to. Joab was his subordinate. He was just trying to suggest to the king, king, don't do this. The king's word prevailed. David would not listen. David would not listen. A father of a house has kids, has a wife. I started taking a small girl. Someone advising it's not a good thing to do. Nevertheless, his word will prevail. I'm a man of my own. You know what they are doing? They are setting up. You know, the Bible says that blessed be the generation of the righteous. It says his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. You see, the generation of the righteous shall be blessed. That means the generation of the wicked shall also be cursed. When we say things like, don't get involved with a married man. Some people think that it is a joke. You've not seen life. When we say, don't get involved with a married man, the tears of the wife, especially if he's not taking care of the children, 
And the children probably are not going to school. They are struggling to eat. Ah, God will look upon the child. You open a door in your life. You will smell in the spirit, I tell you. You will marry. You say that if I marry, that thing will be wrong. And if I marry, my husband will love me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to marry. I'm just going to have a child. So I don't really care about those things, you know. Congratulations. Guys, when you marry, stay with your wife. Somebody, pastor, please. Um, I, I, Solomon is my role model, pastor, please. Okay. Pastor, can you please reverse your prayer? Variety is the spice of life, pastor. Those things, they cause, all right, they cause things. They have ripple effects. Those things cause things that have ripple effects. It is not equal. No, don't think what I'm saying. It's not equal to someone who is having many girlfriends. It's not the same. <laughs> no, someone who has many girlfriends is not the same as someone who has married is having. No, it's not the same. Once you cross, once you cross, you enter marriage. You have gone to a different. Bible says, <laughs> it said, the Lord is the avenger. For when it comes to the married one, he said, the Lord Himself is the avenger. Oh, that somebody has plenty of girlfriends. Are you cheating on me? God will not punish him. Forget it. <laughs> the next time you see him, his cheeks will be fatter. And the Lord, God, God not go shame him. The blessing go lo- loud. It go worry the neighbors. Oh, forget it. I, I told the story, right? A, a lady who had stayed with a guy for about three years, I think about three years, and the guy was not working at that time. So the lady was working and the guy... You know, was spending the money on the lady. He has even collected a loan of five thousand from the girl. Understand? So they were living together. You understand? You know, you know when they are living together. You know. How do you say "baby" in English? Everywhere has died. <laughs> At that time, everywhere has died. One day, the guy goes to pick a new girlfriend. He says he doesn't like her, and they were in the same church. And I went to preach that day. When I got there, the spirit moved me. I went to the guy. I said, God is about to bless you. <laughs> of course, I didn't know what was going on. And I prophesied. I said, God is about to bless you. The Lord said, I should tell you. And when I started prophesying to the guy, the guy, the... <laughs> you know, he was moved by the spirit. He started crying. He knelt down, man of God. And we closed. It was not my church. I went to preach there. So when I was going, the lady said, man of God, I want to see you. That's okay. God, why is God like that? She started crying, wicked tears. She said she was with this guy. This guy has, has used her, used her, used her money. And God wants to bless the guy. I said, yes. God will really, really bless him for what he has done. He has been an instrument of God to teach you some sense. Because all the advice they gave you, you said no. Everything the word of God has said, you said, don't, the, the guy's not, don't live in his house. He said no. We are living together. We are prayer partners. Everywhere has died. Okay. You want to deal with something that's demonic. What do you do? Number one. I said the word of God is for application. If you apply the things I teach you, you will see the result. No two ways about it. 
The first thing you need to know when you are about to stage or you're about to um, flag for war. You know, because some demons, you cast them out once, they go. Some don't. Some are smarter. Remember Jesus Christ said, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Because some, some demons are smarter. They've been around for so long. So most of them use experience. So, first of all, you need to know that you are not going to start a war. You are going to enforce obedience. Write it down. You are now, it's not like you are now going to start a war. You are not, no. You, Jesus Christ said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. So, you are from the place of victory. So, it's like you go, there's a difference between you are now going to court to go and stage your case all over. And it's also different from you were declared victorious, but your opponent refused to give you the thing. So, Jesus Christ says the devil is a thief. A thief means he took what is not for him. So, you know, don't carry the mindset that, devil, no. So it's, it's like, you know, I told you the Nigerian film. In the name of Jesus, then a knife will come into his head. A knife. Crank, 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 crank. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not like you are now going to fight for something. No. You have been declared victorious. What you are going to do is to enforce obedience. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Quickly. Verse 3. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3. He said, for, for though we walk in the flesh. Are you seeing that? Though we walk in the flesh, we walk in this body. He said, we do not war after the flesh. Oh, how I wish God's people would understand this. Especially if you're into business. You see, don't, don't, be, don't be the kind of Christian who doesn't understand some of these things. Otherwise, you will succumb to many things. That Someone will call you, let's go to Benin. You go, you're a Christian, but you'll be carrying things on you. Yeah. I know a guy, goes to church, but he has marks on him. He's been going to places. They'll tell us all nanti. All nanti going. But though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Verse 4, he says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5. He says, casting down imaginations, then look at it. He says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means this thing is not supposed to exalt itself about the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is supposed to be the final authority. He said, but some things decide to what? Exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. So what do you do? At that time, you are enforcing obedience. Then he says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He says, and bringing into captivity every thought. You see, to the obedience of Christ. So now, you are going to enforce those thoughts and those things to obey God. So God says, you're supposed to be prosperous, but you don't see it. You pray, you do different things, you don't see it. God says, there's one supposed to have a breakthrough, or you're supposed to see this level in your life, you're not seeing it. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to now stage a war. Because the verdict has been passed on your behalf. You are not now going to look for a verdict. The verdict has been passed on your behalf. What are you going to do? You're going to enforce obedience. That's the first thing. So don't go from the standpoint of you're just waiting just in case one day the prayer will manifest. No. That's the first thing. The second one is learn to pray in the Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, don't joke with this. Pray in the Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Ghost will have to lead you in the fight. Praying in the Spirit. When we talk about praying in the Spirit, there are three things. Three things. The first one is, 
praying in tongues. Now, you think that when I say pray in the Spirit, it's merely praying in tongues. No. There are, three, there are three major ways of doing that. Three major ways of praying in the Spirit. The first one is praying in tongues. Now, you have to get this. Speaking in tongues is a means to an end. It is not an end in itself. So, when something is wrong and you want to enforce obedience, probably your family has been, just like a woman who has been um, 18 long years in, in that condition. Now, your, your family probably has been in, in poverty for probably 15 years, 20 years, and you want to change things. You want to change things? It's not a day's prayer as a Father in the name of Jesus, bless us. No! To pray, to, to pray that prayer is to say that God has refused to bless you all these years. It's, it's, it's an insultive prayer. Rather, you're supposed to be taking the weapons of our warfare and be staging a war. So what you do? Start first by praying in tongues. You know why? This is where the people make the mistake. They immediately go into prayer and say, me to me No, they don't speak to you in the realm of the spirits. I told you if I went to a church, they said, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, you know, those, let me tell, those things, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. Some people went to, with Cain to church. Ah, please, please, please. You're not supposed to be a weirdo. You have become a weirdo now. Carry the kid. Say the weapons are not carnal. It's not Cain. It's not normal Cain. It's not normal Cain. You see, so, you start by praying in tongues. Why? Why? Because at that time, you are asking for the Spirit's direction and help. Holy Ghost, how do we handle this one? Now, remember, I tried to get that girl to stand up. Nothing happened. Until the Holy Ghost told me, this one is a devil. Address the devil. So all the time I was saying, God, heal her. No, fuck. So, it's not like God is holding a healing from her. I don't know what to do. Do you know the laws of the heavens? So, what do you do? You pray in tongue. You pray in the spirit. Because now, you're going to deal with the spirit. You're dealing with the spirit. So, you don't just, you know, just go there and say, uh, the first thing is not to say out, no. You, 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 you pray in tongues. Jesus Christ said, this is kind. We're not out, but prayer fast. So, you start praying in tongues. You pray in the spirit. What, what prayer I cannot do, more prayer I can do. Learn to pray in tongues for hours. <laughs> Learn to pray in tongues for hours. No, 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 it's not my style, it's not my style. Oh, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. The days will come that you require some strength, you will realize that you are actually very weak. The Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. When he said, put on the whole armor of God, he said, it's just against one evil day, one evil day. Just because one evil day is a helmet of salvation, glory and get about with you. What is one evil day? You learn to pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. Now, when you are praying in tongues, use your spirit as a guide. Use your spirit as a guide. Use your spirit as a guide. Let's say, for example, you started a clothing line. I'm giving you an example. You started a clothing line. You will need, listen, you will need people to love it. Maybe there are other people, of, let's say, you've written a book or a mag, you start a magazine. And there are other magazines in town. Why should people come for yours? You will need to break through in the spirit. You have a clothing line. You need to break through in the spirit. The, the angels will have to announce you in the spirit. And let me tell you, because I said the earth is reactive, when somebody is announced in the spirit, 
people, human beings don't know why they are now responding to the person. All of a sudden, everybody's buying from this guy. They don't understand. All of a sudden, everybody is going this direction. They don't understand. It's like that with songs. Don't you know the devil too anoints his? It's like that with songs. All of a sudden, you see a song goes and the person breaks through in the spirit. When the person breaks through in the spirit, immediately, you just hear the song and you want to play it again. And you play it again. Men are just reacting to spirits. You want to start a business and and it's not, it will prosper in Jesus' name. It will prosper. When you are dealing with men, you are dealing with many spirits. You are dealing with many spirits. So you need to break through in the spirit. So a lot of times, when I'm going to do something massive, <laughs> all right, let me give you an example. You saw about close to 20,000 people at Encounter Love, all right? Do you think they just gathered there by themselves? They didn't gather them by themselves. Because right after us, there was a program there. And they brought a very big man of God. People didn't appear. So it's not like the people like God. For one full week, Pastor Claude camped a group of people in a place where praying from morning to evening for one full week. Some will pray uh, to 8 p.m. They will go and sleep. Another set starts to 8 a.m. For one full week. And I was also at another place doing the same thing. By the time we came out, God says they will hear you. So at that time, we invite somebody. The person doesn't know John, John, John. They will come. Yeah, the same way. It's the same thing with business. The same thing with business. Learn to do it. Learn to do it. Ah, maybe you don't know how to pray in tongues. You don't, you don't pray in tongues. You, you know, you don't, you're wondering how you're going to do it. Let someone help you. Because if you are going to want to do something, they will give you something. All right? You are, they're going to give you something. Now, if you're sitting here, you think that business is by, you know, I know this person, this person. you don't know anything. You don't know anything. Uh... During lockdown, business, big businessmen drove to my house. They just needed prayer for me. Biz, big, big, they have money. Just like, I'm not talking about 100,000 Ghana City, 200,000 Ghana City. The business you have built has one big Ghana City, you don't let us sleep. Three million Ghana City. Two million dollars. Five million dollars. Someone is, a, a, a businessman is doing a, a business. He has $5 million. He needs $15 million to add to his $5 million to execute the contract. Out of it, he has $5 million. His, his, his worry is that he needs $15 million more. But you, you need. $2,100 as your capital. You're not getting it. Let me share the testimony of one daughter of mine. She just shared with me a few days ago. She said she had a business idea. And she needs $10,000 to start it. She said she needed $10,000 to start it. Then, she said, anytime she prayed, the Lord would say, talk to your dad. And he said, he, she knows her dad. He said, my, my dad is a businessman. He doesn't just put his money to anything. He said, he will not give me. And true to what he said, her elder sister, the elder sister, went to the dad with a business plan. The dad, my uncle. Now, she's the younger one. <laughs> she's the younger one. She said, she spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues. I said, men are spirits. Conquer them there. Oh, I could share many testimonies with you about this thing. I, I spoke, uh, the, the lady spoke in tongues. She said, she said, I spoke in tongues, spoke in tongues, and the Holy Ghost told me you have it. She said, anytime she wanted to text the dad, the Holy Ghost said, wait. Kiss me in tongues. Wait. Kiss me. One day, the Holy Ghost said, send him a prayer. Then while she was putting it together, the Holy Ghost said, make it as professional as possible. She started making it professional. 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 Send the dad. She said the next day, the dad released the money for her. $10K dollar. 
And then I told her, you don't have to pay back. A big businessman came to my house. Pastor, I just need, I know that when you pray for me, everything's going to be fine. I've heard that people, when people come to you, everything is really good. Pastor, the, um, we have this deal with the Bank of America and they're going to give us, they're supposed to give us this money over, they, they use certain business terms. I don't know them. Certain business terms, when you have, like bank is going to give you a loan and it's a form of a, a, a is it called asset, right? Yeah, they have something. Yeah. Is that a, a collateral? Something, something big thing that they're going to give me, uh, what is it worth, about $20 million. And Pastor, they're going to add it to what, Pastor, I just need you to pray for me. And when you pray for me, everything is going to be fine. Like, when I get it, I'm going to give you this. And you know what I said? He said, Pastor, I'm so sure that guy who told me, I said, don't believe him. Don't believe him! Look, he can be your brother. He can promise you. It's not that he's lying. No, he's actually saying the truth. In the night, a demon will knock him. He wake up in the morning, he say, he don't give you again. You don't know. This is the reason why so many people promise certain people certain deals and never comes through. They promise you the deal. They told you to come. They told you to come. They told you to come. Ask those who have been doing game, game boy. They go and collect something. Now, when it comes to big money, it's not a small money. When it comes to big money, they have to go and collect something to confuse them. Human beings are spirit, ladies and gentlemen. The earth is reactive. The guy said he will give you the money. He wanted to give it to you. In fact, he has dreamt about it. In fact, he wanted to do it. The night he was supposed to sleep and wake up the next morning to sign the check for you. Then one demon from your family house. You wake up in the morning, you call him, he's not picking. He doesn't even know why he's not picking. I want us to take some time to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. There are some things that you've been looking for. I said the first one is to pray in tongues. Learn to pray in tongues. Learn to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Go ahead and pray in tongues. If you can pray in the spirit, go ahead and pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. There's going to be a response, pray in tongues.